Before we dive into this episode, I have an exciting offer for you. You know that my passion is simplifying formulation for all hairstylists. Right now, my best-selling masterclass, Hair Color Formulation Simplified, is on sale for only $47. To get yours now, simply go to my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com forward slash simple. Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello. Welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today, I'm flying solo. This is an episode, just me, and the things that are swimming around my head at any given time. So something I've wanted to talk about for some time now is using social media in order to grow your client base. You know, you you see a lot of hairstylists raving over how many new guests that they get through their social media especially Instagram. In my experience, that has not been the case. I have almost 5,000 Instagram followers. I am on there every single day posting. I post stories. I work it really hard. And I, in the amount of time I've been on there, several years, probably almost seven years, I believe I have gotten two clients to make an appointment for their hair because of that direct correlation and no other connection to my brand. And it was someone who I happened to go to high school with. It was their daughter. She had done something at home and it was a massive correction. And they had known that I was known for corrections and happened to see something that I posted on Instagram. But other than that, I use it just to stay relevant and just to get my name out there as an educator not so much for finding new clients. Now, I do know the colorist that does my hair recently moved to Sarasota. She's from upstate New York. So she had no clients here in Florida and moved to Sarasota. And by the time she moved here, she already had a wait list. But she was very intentional about how she did it. She hashtagged all the local businesses. She liked and commented on other businesses and other people that were hashtagging the area. It was very intentional. So why I'm talking about this right now isn't to say stop using Instagram to try to get clients, but be more intentional about it and don't think that you putting up you know, a picture of a balayage is going to make your phone ring off the hook and have clients running towards you to get that service. The first problem is visibility. I think most people who dabble in social media and don't really understand algorithms and how everything works, I don't claim to be an expert. I am far from it. I would have, you know, 50,000 followers by now if I was. But what I do know is that it's ever-changing and it can be exhausting trying to keep up with the way that Instagram rewards and pushes your content out. Right now, 
They just did a big announcement that they no longer want to be a square photo site. They don't want you to just simply upload a picture and put a sentence under it and call it a day. They're looking for you to do video because they're trying to compete with TikTok. TikTok is starting to take away some of Facebook and Instagram's attention and they don't like it. So now they're rewarding you for reels. So if you're not doing reels, the only people seeing your post, unless you hashtag properly, if you have no hashtags on your post and you just put a post on your page and put it up there and say what you want to say and that's it. The only people seeing it, if you're lucky, are people who follow you and go on to their Instagram regularly. Otherwise, it's not even 100% of the people that actually follow you that are going to see that post. So at times I've done, you know, a vacation photo of my family and I'll see that like my closest friends haven't liked it. And we'll be out, you know, having dinner at some point. And I'll say, hey, you never commented on that picture. I thought you would love that. And they're like, what are you talking about? Because I assumed because they're my friends that it was showing up on their feed and it doesn't. It doesn't always show up on your friend's feed, even though they're following you. So it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. Something that I've seen that really bothers me is when hairstylists get it twisted and they're following people that are influencers. So if you're watching someone who is an industry educator and they have a really high number of followers and they're doing tutorials and you're watching it and you say, oh, she must have that many followers because she's doing tutorials. I'm going to do a more descriptive post of what I'm doing to the color. This is what's wrong with that picture. You're looking for clients that are not hairdressers. So your feed is going to be everyday regular clients that aren't in the business. So by you saying, I'm sectioning her hair at the parietal ridge and I'm taking a vertical section, I'm doing a diagonal back, that's just giving a client too much information and creating these monsters that we get behind our chair that are, you know, perusing Pinterest and Instagram, and they're coming in thinking they know and understand more about what it is that we do than they actually do. And it's super annoying. You know, they're demanding, you know, I want this look, but I don't want you to use any lightener because so-and-so said that, you know, lightener is too damaging. And they're, they're taking all of this information that they're hearing on social media platforms and actually using it against us where they think they know more than we know and they're trying to take over the visit. The other thing is follow for follow. I see this every single day in different um, forums and it's wonderful if you're in a group of say new moms, you know, and they're like all brand new moms and they're all friends from a certain daycare or preschool or whatever and you're able to join that group and then you say, follow for follow. I would love to follow you if you follow me. That's a productive way of doing a follow for follow because you want those women that have small children that want to come and get their hair done that are in your immediate area. The problem with a broad follow for follow with the hairdressing world is you're now going to have this vanity metric of a higher number of followers on your Instagram that means absolutely nothing. All you have is a bunch of hairdressers seeing your work. They're never coming to you to get their hair done. So 
it's nice to have that bigger number of followers, but the whole point is to get new clients. So when you do a follow for follow, a lot of people do those on the regular because all they care about is that follower number, which really means absolutely nothing. And they're following other people to get a follow. And as soon as they get the follow, they go in and clean out their following list and then they delete it and they stop following you. They got your follow and then they're kicking you out of theirs. So that's exhausting. And what did it ever get you except frustrate it? So it's important to always be looking ahead, always be trying to get new clients, but it's more important to make a more personal connection. A more personal thing would be if you see somebody's picture and their daughter went to a prom or whatever, um, liking it and saying, wow, that looks so pretty. You know, um, I, I do hair as well. I would love to see your daughter for her next dance. You know, DM me if, if she needs anything. Like something hair related in a personal message, leaving a personal voice note in somebody's direct mail. That's something that gets my attention when people reach out to me and they want to collaborate with things. I like when they introduce themselves with either a quick little video text or at least an audio text. It's much more personal than just a quick note that ends up going into your spam folder in your social media. Um, having events at your salon is a much more personal way. Having your favorite clients and inviting them to a, a BYO blow dryer event, you know, bring your blow dryer and your hair products and we'll help you style your hair better and bring a friend that's never been to the salon and you get a gift. So then they bring a friend, they're, in, they're physically in your space. They're enjoying your space. They're comfortable there. They know that their friend is comfortable there. They like that connection and you have a captive audience. They're in your chair already. You're going to take the time and talk to them so much more thoroughly than their current hairstylist. So even if they're just getting a blowout, they're going to feel so much more taken care of and so much more personal of a visit because you're on your game. You're at this event. You only have them to pay attention to. You're not running behind in the salon. The telephone's not ringing off the hook. They have a nice cocktail or a cup of tea or whatever theme you want to make it. If you want to do an afternoon tea party or an evening happy hour, whatever it may be, we've gotten a lot of new clients that way where look ahead, you know when your traditional slow times are. We all have those patterns. I know they change on a regular basis, but for us, Usually early January and early August tend to be the slowest times. So we know that ahead of time. We can't pretend that it's not coming. And we can do two things. We can either, you know, encourage our staff to take off at that time so that it doesn't feel like we missed any productivity, or we can be proactive and book one of these events for during that slower time. So the January, you could do, you know, de-stress after the holidays and come in and learn how to style your hair in beach waves. Get ready for, you know, changing your hair up and doing something different. Clients love the look of beach waves. They have no idea how to do it and they have no idea how simple it is until we show them. What we have found to happen with those events is clients will buy an iron. You know, they might not have a fat enough um, barrel curling iron. So we have the one and a half inch and the two inch, the bigger barrels 
to show them how to do the beach waves. And then we really put an emphasis on protecting the hair with heat protectant spray. So we saw a lot of that at those events. And we also encourage them to book an appointment. We say, you know, it's been so great to meet you. We've loved spending this time with you. We know that you already have a relationship with your stylist, but if for every reason you're looking for a change, we would love to see you come back and get XYZ, either a color service, a haircut, another blowout, whatever it is you're trying to promote, have a beautifully done certificate made up and already ready to give them when they're leaving so that they have a physical gift from you to come back. Um, you could make a really strong offer if they book before they leave. You could say something like, if you book a service with us for the first time before you leave today and you keep that appointment, we'll give you 50% off your service. And some people listening to this will be like, well, so-and-so says don't ever discount. And this one says that's cheapening your brand. And that one says this. To me, I think leaving your existing stylist takes at least that big of an offer. Most people are pretty happy and feel safe where they already are. So to get them to switch is kind of like switching a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, somebody that's really ingrained in that person's life. So unless their stylist got sick or moved away or is on maternity leave, they're not shopping for someone at this time. But if you give them a really strong offer and then you wow them when they come in at 50% off, it is well worth it because it would cost you more, way more than that to advertise, to get them in as a stranger off the street. And there's no connection. There's no instant loyalty because they don't have a friend that comes to see you. And frankly, if they were a stranger off the street, you, they would have came when you first opened. You know, they would have come on your grand opening, whatever, and they didn't. So you need to really give a strong incentive for them to leave their current place and come and see you for their hair. And then it's your job to get them to come back. So the statistics say that it's three visits you can count a client as a regular. So you have to wow them three times in a row in order for you to consider them your guest. And it takes roughly... I think the number with the new way of doing things with not double booking and all of those things that COVID has changed, I believe it's less than 200 clients that you need to be considered fully booked. So it's really not that difficult. Um, usually family and friends can, can source at least, you know, a hundred of those people for you just by referrals from them. And you take care of your family and tell them, you know, you will continue to give them either discounted or free services, as long as they share you with their coworkers. My sister sent me so many people. When I was first starting out, she worked in a big office and everybody always complimented her hair. And she was always so proud of me and sharing her experience with my salon, with her coworkers. And that's how we got a lot of our business. And then the coworkers have family and friends and spouses and neighbors and people at the gym and so on and so on. So that personal connection and personal referral will always, always be your number one form of advertising, not follow for follow on Instagram. So be creative, take a couple reels, have fun with it, jump in and do what Instagram is looking for and they will reward you. They will push you out to other people's accounts and get you found easier. But take a course, uh, take a quick class on Instagram. They're constantly... Um, you know, floating around on Instagram and on Facebook, and you can go on Eventbrite. Eventbrite is an amazing site and a great resource for 
education, especially in the salon industry. I take a lot of Redken classes that are free on Eventbrite that are excellent. So it's just Eventbrite, B-R-I-T-E.com. And look on there for Instagram classes. And anytime you go to a hair show, like Olivia Smalley, I know does a ton on Instagram. Um, take one of her classes. She's uh, an ambassador for Cosmoprof. Um, I think she's starting some kind of new show or something, but she has tons and tons of followers and is great with ideas on Instagram. So up your game and spend your time wisely. Don't waste your time with those follow for follows unless you just really want that ego boost of seeing your number rise, but then you're going to be sad when it goes back down when they just simply go away. So that was my rant for today. I like these solo episodes in between my guests and thanks for listening and I will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.